this evening. Turn with me to Second Samuel, Second Samuel chapter number seven. Second Samuel chapter number seven. Hope you had a nice afternoon, and uh, we went home to a unplugged crockpot, and uh, but we we're all right. We found something to eat, and we we're fine. And uh, uh, we'll just—I'll never do that again. And my wife said, "That's true. You will never do that again." And uh, but uh, we made it all right. I was a little disappointed though. I kept asking people as you were going out the door this morning. I said, uh, "You have anything to eat?" It's amazing how none of, no one else in the church had anything to eat. And uh, I don't know if that was quite being honest with me about it, but uh, we made it all right. What a what a day! Snowflakes flying, cold weather, and we just go right from summer into winter, don't we? And uh, but thank the Lord for this day. It's good to be able to come into a nice church where it's heated and uh, padded pews. And uh, lights on, thank the Lord for it. And uh, sandwiches will be uh, uh, given out in just a few minutes. And uh, so that'd be all right, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. So you just sit there real quiet because the quiet one will get it first. All righty. Well, let's look and see what the Bible says. Verse, verse 4 of Second Samuel chapter 7, verse number 4. We'll read down through verse number 9. And uh, so uh, I'll read verse 4. You join me in verse 5 down through verse number 9. And it came to pass that night that the word of the Lord came unto Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, thus saith the Lord, Shalt thou build me a house for me to dwell in, whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even to this day, but have walked in a tent and in a tabernacle. In all the places wherein I have walked with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel, whom I commanded to feed my people Israel, saying, Why build ye not me in the house of cedar? Now therefore so shalt thou say unto my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheepcote, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people, over Israel. And I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest, and have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight, and have made a great name like unto the name of great men that are in the earth. I want you to notice what, what the Lord was saying to David there in verse 8. He said, uh, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep coat, from following the sheep, to a ruler over my people, over Israel. Isn't it amazing what God was able to do with David and, uh, and, and what, he, what he did with him? And, and then, then he makes a statement, and this is what the message will be about. And I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest. What a wonderful promise that is. What a wonderful thought it is that wherever, whithersoever, that he's with us. And let's ask the Lord to bless. Father, thank you for this time this evening. Thank you for the, for the Bible that we have, that we can uh, come here and open its pages and read from it. And to know it is the very word of God. Lord, not just what some man thinks, but it's what God says. And I thank you for it. I'm glad I believe it. Lord, I'm glad I trust it. And Lord, I know it doesn't let me down. Thank you for being a wonderful God to us all. Lord, thank you for the day you've given us here. And then, Lord, again, we just thank you for our country. And I pray you would bless it. And Lord, I pray that we get straightened out. But Father, help us tonight to understand a great truth. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. The other morning, I, I wake up early. I, I don't ever set a, a, uh, set a, a uh, uh, alarm clock because I wake up early. And, 
And uh, I just pretty much if you say you need to be up at a certain time, I, I can be awake like that. I don't know what it is. I just my brain. I don't sleep real well when I do that, but uh, I, I don't set a clock and uh, I, I wake up early in, in the morning. And, uh, uh, and and that's all right, although I get tired at night. I don't know. Maybe that's why. And because uh, I get up so early. But uh, I, I the other morning uh, I was uh, let's see, this was been uh, Wednesday morning. You know, Tuesday was the election. Wednesday morning, I uh, I was awakened at 4:30, and I guess I just woke up. But when I woke up, I heard something. I heard our furnace running. Now that may not seem like anything to you, but did I not say that Ryan put in a new system for us? I heard the furnace running, and I'm thinking, what in the world? Why is the furnace running? That oil furnace running? And I thought that's crazy, and I jumped up and. I went downstairs to see what was going on, and I, and I began to think, you know, this is crazy. I've got a wood burner down there. I could burn some wood. I've got a brand new heating system, and that could keep me warm. And all that work that was done and the furnace, you know, burning oil that are like $50 a gallon now, and, and that's running, and I'm thinking, what in the world? I thought, what a crazy thing. And I got up and I went down there and the, and the house was 62 degrees and it was just chilly. And, and uh, I thought, what in the world? And, and so I started looking at buttons because we got the furnace uh, uh, thermostat and then we got the thermostat for the heat pump thing. And, and uh, I'm thinking, what in the world did I do? And I, 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 uh, I, I just realized this, that I have not come to grasp at that time on how to... Uh, set everything for the night and I had turned the furnace before that I had turned it down but then I turned it up and I the other uh, heat pump thing I evidently turned it down instead of up and so I was really upset so I walked I thought this is it I just turned them off and I walked outside on the porch and I got some wood and I got some paper and I started a fire and I thought well I'm just gonna have a fire and I did about five o'clock the fire was going pretty good and I thought you know what I need some good news I'm going to turn the news on and see how how the wave went the red wave I want to see if it was a real tsunami or not because I knew it was going to be good news and it's got to be better than what's happened so far because I'm listening to that furnace downstairs and it sounds like this cha-ching cha-ching amen And I thought, I'll turn that on and see what happened. And you know what happened. Now, I'll be honest with you. I was really bummed. I thought, how in the world could this happen? I mean, I've been listening to all the, uh, the, the different pundits reading stories about what's going on. And plus, I mean, I haven't found anybody that's happy with the way things are going in Washington or in our United States of America. People are scared to death. I've not heard anyone say, well, praise the Lord, oil went up again today. Wow, it cost me a mortgage to get my car filled up with gas. Never seen anybody happy about it. And I'm thinking, you know what? Everybody is going to vote against these crooks. They're in office. They're going to clean house and get things straightened out. That's what I thought would happen. That's what I was praying for. Weren't you? It didn't happen. 
And all of a sudden, I'm looking, I'm seeing stuff that's on there, and they're saying about, you know, this one lost and that one lost. It doesn't look like the, the Republicans are going to get the, the Senate. And I'm thinking, what in the world? And I, I, I thought, you know, and, and this is what happened. I, it, it got to me for a moment, and I said, how stupid can people be? I'm preaching. <laughs> how stupid people can be. I drive down the street and I see the signs. I'm thinking, you know, right away, I think, how stupid. And, and, it, and I'll be honest with you, don't, don't look at me like I'm just mean. I, 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 y'all, y'all, I think, maybe felt the same way. Or maybe you had ESP and you knew what was going to happen. But I just kind of looked at it and I thought, how stupid can folks be? I mean, most Americans, according to the polls, would say this, that America is not going in the right, down the right path. Most Americans believe that. And I'm thinking, then how come what happened happened? Didn't make sense. And I was bummed. My wife got up. She came down. She said, why is the fire going? I said, that's stupid, Ryan. <laughs> I began to tell her, I said, you know, that red wave that was supposed to happen, it didn't happen, and it was certainly not a tsunami either. I said, it's not good. And I thought, you know, this is a thought went through my mind. And I think I mentioned to my wife, I said, honey, I think our nation's had it. I just, I, I mean, I really felt that. I felt so let down. I'm thinking, man, how bad can it be? And the truth of the matter is, maybe it has. But then I realized something. God's still on the throne. It was not the news that I wanted. And I was in a bad mood to start with, you know, of having to get up and get a fire going. And then to find out that it, the election went the way that it did, and I was just, I just really upset. And I thought, this is crazy. What is wrong with Americans? Why can't they see? I mean, we live in such a crazy nation. I, I, I read about one man, I think from either Oregon or Washington, they're both kind of very liberal, you know, and uh, said that in their state that uh, marijuana is legal and, and uh, cocaine is legal, but it's illegal to have straws. We're messed up, aren't we? You know, in New Jersey and New York, you can't have bags. I'm like, good night. You can't even have any bags. I mean, that's how crazy we are, but we can kill babies. And we're finding out that a lot of people went to the polls there to make sure they voted because they wanted the right to kill all the babies that they didn't want. They want, they want, to, have, they want to have the liberty of their own bodies. They want to have the control of their own bodies. I'm saying this, then control your body. Amen. I don't need to get in deep on that. I think you know what I'm talking about. But I began to think after I grumbled there and even told my wife those things, I began to think, you know, well, God's still on the throne. I thought, you know, God didn't go to bed early Tuesday night and was awakened in the morning with a surprise. God knew what was going to happen. God did not take a vacation. God was still on the throne. And I think if we're not careful, we might get to the place where we have something like that happen, where we might ask the question, where is God? Let me tell you where he is, where he always was. But sometimes I think, you know, I mean, maybe it's not about the election, and I understand, you know, maybe, maybe we're good and understand that and, and know, you know, that that's not what it's all about. But there's a lot of things in life that happen to us that get us to a place where 
where we were, we, if, if we may not say it out loud, but deep down inside we may think, Lord, where are you at? I'm thinking, you know, the, what, isn't there enough Christians in our nation to be able to say, hey, we're not going to go that route. We're not going to go that woke route and that, uh, uh, the, the, the homosexual route. We're not going to go those routes there. I thought maybe we had enough people that, and Christians would stand up against that, but uh, it, it didn't happen. And sometimes I think if we're not careful, we'll find ourselves finding where is God. We find out where God's at as we read verse 9. And I was, and I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest. He's always there. The election didn't go as I wanted, but my God was still as good as he ever was. We need to understand something very important tonight, and that is this, that government, government never saved a nation. Government will never save a nation. Only God can do that. Yes, I was disappointed with the results, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking there's probably a lot of people upset about the results. And I thought surely there was enough sane people in America that this would not happen, but yet we see it happening right before our face, and we scratch our head thinking, how in the world could it be that way? If so many people say we're not happy with the, with the, the, the way our nation's going, you would think people would say, well, then let's change things, but that's not what happened. And I, like I said, I, the, the, the thought came to mind that maybe our nation is done. But it reminded me of this, too, that our Lord is coming again. My wife, she didn't spoke up and made me feel guilty. I hate that. But she said this. She said, doesn't the Bible say that things will, grow, that things will wax worse and worse? Don't you hate it when a woman is so smart? She was smart one other time back in 1975. That's when we got married. Ha, ha, ha. But if we woke up on Wednesday and all Republicans had won, I'm not so sure it would have changed anything really. Because it's God that changes a nation, not an election. And I began to think, you know, our, our nation was, uh, was, was made great, not by politics, but by God. We preached about this morning. That our nation was made, that the reason America's great is because of God, not because of our politicians. Now, I believe we need good politicians, but the answer is not found in, a, in an election. And, 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 I, and I hope that I would be able to preach this message even if the Republicans had won. Because I want us to always remember this. It is not about the government. It is about our God. And so I begin to think, you know, really it's not time to whine and complain. It's not time for us to sit around and grumble and gripe, and we can, but let's be honest. Is it going to change anything? No. I mean, things are still going to be going on the same way. There's, in fact, they're still counting. I'm like, you know what? They needed some people that went to an ACE school to go and count those votes. Because I'm no, I know our kids could have counted faster than what them dingbats count them out there. Amen. 
But you know, I thought about the story we just read here tonight. That God was there with David. I thought about David a little bit and how that David, I wonder if maybe sometimes in his life he wondered, God, where are you? Remember how that Saul was after him? I mean, David was chosen by God, and yet Saul was trying to kill him. You think maybe David thought in his mind, God, where are you? You chose me to be the king, and now look what's happening. When his own son rebelled against him. You think maybe David thought, God, where are you? Might have crossed his mind. Just like sometimes in our life when troubles come and things don't work out like we would hope they would, we get all bummed out, as I said, forgetting that God's still there. We have this idea, I think, sometimes that if God is with us, then things will be easy and fine. Now, that'd be wonderful. I wish I could tell you that. Now, I believe with all my heart that God's with us all the time. But that doesn't mean everything's going to be easy and fine. Sometimes it's tough in the Christian life. But God's there all the time, you see. You know, I, I, you know and I think about, uh, about that fact. I think, you know, uh, uh, as we serve the Lord, the Bible talks about that, us as being soldiers for the Lord. I'm sure Seth could tell us the wonderful stories of how easy it was to be in the military. He could go to bed whenever he wanted to. He could get up whenever he wanted to. He could do whatever he wanted to. He could eat whatever he wanted to. You believe that? No, it was tough. And you know, sometimes in life, life is tough. But here's the thing, that God is still there. We have the idea that, well, if God's with me, then everything's going to be all right. So when things are not all right in our life, we have this idea, God, where are you? But God made us a promise one day. He made us a promise that he'd never leave us nor forsake us. And that's a promise that he keeps. And God told David here, he said, I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest. David, I can imagine going back through his mind, thinking about all the things that had happened in his life. And yet God's saying, hey, David, you remember when I went through this and you went through that? He said, I was there with you. And when God was with him, it didn't necessarily make things easier. When David faced Saul, or had to hide himself from Saul, God was there. But it wasn't easy. When his son rebelled against him, God was there. But it wasn't easy. You see, we've just got to understand this. No matter what the circumstances may be in life, God is there. Amen. God is there. And you know that tonight I'm glad to say this, and we can look at David and say, well, I'm glad that God was with him. But God has made us the same promise that he has made David, that he'll be with us. And we can know this, that no matter what the situation is that we go through in our life, that God is there. Doesn't mean we will not face battles. The fact of the matter is, the Bible says, you know, that we're, uh, we're soldiers of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. But it also says this, we're to put on the armor of God. And I, many times I've said, you don't put armor on to have a picnic. You put armor on to fight the battle. The Christian life sometimes will be difficult and hard. 
Sometimes it will bring us down to our knees to pray. But here's the thing. God is still there. You say, but preacher, what happens if, the, if, the, if, if I lose my job? God is still there. Preacher, what happens if my loved one dies unexpectedly? God is still there. Preacher, what happens if my wife or my husband leaves me? What, what in the world? Where's God? God is still there. What if my child disappoints me? God is still there. David faced battles in his life, and yet God said, Whithersoever thou wentest, he said, I was with thee. David faced many battles. He faced a battle against Goliath, didn't he? We like to look at that and say, boy, that, that was really something. Could you imagine David going up against Goliath? David saw that giant of a man. He heard that giant of a man breathing out those cruel things to him and his cursing him. And, and the man decided, he, he had in his mind, Goliath had in his mind, he's going to kill David. That was not an easy thing. I know we look at it and say, we know the bravery of David. It really was brave for him to go out. But don't you think that he wanted to make sure, God, I want you to be with me. This is a difficult thing. All the fellows watching him thinking, man, he's going to get killed. But God said, David, I want you to remember this now, that whithersoever thou goest, wherever you've been, he said, he says, I, I, wherever thou wentest, he said, he said, I was there with you. And God was telling him for the rest of his life, I'll be with you too. To the end of the end of your life. I'm glad God's with us all the time. He faced the battle with Saul. Who he talked about. He faced battles with his family members. How awful that was. To know his own son would rebel against him the way he did. I wonder if many times. Maybe he was away. You know he went away and to hide. And many times he probably lay there at night. Looking up to the stars like he did as a shepherd boy. And thought God are you there? God, I'm going through something difficult here. God was there. Although I'm thinking maybe, just maybe, he felt like God wasn't there. Now, don't, you don't have to say amen or anything about this, but you know what? Sometimes that may happen in your life. But God is there. When your battles come, remember God's with you. He said, well, preacher, I don't see him. Preacher, I don't feel his presence, but listen to the verse, would you? Hebrews 13, 5 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. Now listen to it. For he hath said, get that, For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He will not leave me or forsake me because he said so. He said so. I know I'm going to heaven because he said so. I have assurance of salvation because he said so. I know that he's with me when the trials come and when the good times come because he said so. He's there. The other day, I went downstairs and my wife has a little craft room down there. Reminds you a lot of Hobby Lobby. Ryan, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? And I, I went down there, and, I, and as I come down the steps, I hear Christmas music playing. And uh, I walk to the door, and she's got her Christmas music playing, and uh, she's there at her desk, and she's making Christmas cards, having a wonderful time. And I just stood there. And I see her just doing this, cutting this out, gluing this, and doing, I don't know what all she does with her hocus-pocus stuff there, but she's, she's doing all this, this craft in there, and she's making those Christmas cards. 
And she didn't know I was there. And all of a sudden I went, <clears throat> she'll go, I didn't know you were here. But I was there. You know, sometimes God's that way. He said, Preacher, I just didn't notice he's here. Where's he at? He's here. Even when it doesn't seem like he is, he's there. Aren't you glad for that tonight? He's there. God's with, God's with us. You say, but preacher, that's a good thing. But here's what it means, this. God's with us does not mean we do nothing. You know, we can look at the election and be disappointed in what happened there. And, uh, but we could also be, 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 be encouraged to know that God's on the throne. But that's not what it's all about. You see, preacher, we can go out here tonight. We could all say, well, you know what? I'm not going to let the election bother us. And praise the Lord. That's the way it ought to be. We can say, hey, that's what happened. We've got a bunch of knuckleheads out there. But you know what? God's still on the throne. Amen. Praise the Lord. And go right out of here. But the thing is, we don't just go out of here doing nothing. We go out of here serving him. Because God's with us. You know, really what it ought to be is a wake-up call for God's people to get up and get busy. Because it's a reminder that we're in the last days. When I think about how in the world could people fall for such stupid stuff like that, and uh, I, I, I think how in the world could people just f- listen to that and believe it? But you know what? There's coming a day. The rapture's going to take place. I'm looking forward to that. But you know, there's going to be an antichrist come on the scene. And this boggles my mind sometimes, but I know it's true. That people are going to believe the Antichrist. I think, how in the world are people going to believe the Antichrist? You know what this election's kind of helped me believe? People believe anything. Yeah, I mean, doesn't, doesn't, our, our, doesn't, doesn't uh, Kamala tell us the border's closed? Does, doesn't Mariah, 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 Moriacus, Moriacus, does he say, I don't know, I can't say the name right, he, he says Mayorkas, does he say it's closed? The White House says it's closed. Ask anybody that's down there if it's closed. You know what it tells me? People believe anything. I don't think it's going to be a hard time for the Antichrist if he came today for people to believe him. People are going to believe everything. Is well, you know, you just, you know, I mean, killing the babies is just a blob. I'm like, really? You believe that? I mean, really, as far as we've come now, that you could see the baby in the womb of a woman? Now, with the, the technology we have, you know, it's like, I mean, when people before they said, well, it's just a blob. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people who just say, well, that's probably what it is because they said so. But now you can see that baby in the womb. And yet, what they, what they, and I'm thinking, why would they still want to kill that baby? Because they're going to believe anything. It's my right. I can do this. I can do that. And people are going to fall for the Antichrist one of these days. But praise the Lord, we'll be out of here. So that tells me this we're in the last days. And so I look at this time, and I, as I started out that morning, disgusted because that furnace is running. And then I look at the results of that, and I'm thinking, oh my, what is going on? And then I realized tonight, you know what? Whithersoever thou goest, he's there. He was there on Wednesday morning. He's there today. And he'll always be there. I guess if anything, what we need to do is get busy and do something for the Lord. Maybe if we had gotten busy a long time ago, the election wouldn't be what it is. 
I don't believe it's by the, and, 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 and this is what's kind of funny too, people are saying, well, the Republicans, they need to learn how to do better uh, 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 politics and, and getting people motivated. Uh, no, no, what we need to do is get more people right with God. We need to get more people saved. The Lord's coming again. You say, hey, amen, I believe that. Then how come we're not doing more for the Lord? In your life, personally, were you doing more for the Lord? You say, well, I believe he's coming again. If he's coming again, it's like, you know what? We need to get ready. If you have company coming, somebody maybe you got company coming Thanksgiving. You know what? You're probably not too busy getting the house already in June. Right? But I'll tell you what, the week of Thanksgiving, you start getting down to business. You see, kids, company's coming. Now, don't mess. I cleaned this room. Don't mess it up. Right? Boy, I just feel like you're not with me. Maybe you all have little angels, but I know us. We didn't. We, have, but we had five little devils. Amen. And, uh, but what happens, we, we, when the time gets closer to that company coming, we get more busy. The Lord's coming. Now, you don't believe it because we're not busy. When's the last time you told someone how to be saved? When's the last time you handed out a tract? When's the last time you pled with someone to trust Christ? Well, I don't want to bother them. But one second after the rapture takes place, if they're lost, they'll be here and they'll die and go to hell someday. Somebody they're smart enough, they won't believe the Antichrist. They'll believe the Antichrist. Maybe if we got busy leading more people to the Lord and getting people to church, things might change. I look around and I think how many names are on, the, on, the, on, the, uh, on our church rolls today and yet how many few of the people in the roll are in the pew. It's a shame. You see, it's not a Republican or Democrat thing. What it ought to be is a wake-up call for us tonight. We ought to wake up and call to God's people. And I believe this, not being politically involved, but being spiritually involved. You know, I, I, I remember years ago, Jerry Falwell did that thing of getting preachers to leave the ministry to go into politics. He had this idea that politics is the answer. If you check it out, it was back in those days when things began to get even worse. Because politics doesn't do it. It's the heart of man that has to be dealt with, not the ballot box. Amen. But you know, as we follow the Lord, we'll never go through any time by ourselves. Even when troubles come in our life. You say, Preacher, I'm okay with what happened. I, I mean, I, I know we can't change that, and I'm not going to lose any sleep over the election, and that's fine. But I ask you this if our nation is in the mess that it is, what's the reason for it? It's a spiritual problem. And if it's a spiritual problem, why is there such a spiritual problem? It's because the righteous who are called by my name have evidently not humbled themselves and sought the Lord. Because God said he'd turn a nation around if we would. So we can look and say, well, those Democrats. No, we ought to say, us Christians dropped the ball. We should have had more people saved. We should have reached more people where people be in church and find out when, uh, when life begins. That they'd be in church and understand the value of, of, of the life of people. Understand the importance of the word of God. Understand the Bible. Understand the importance of the word of God and the importance of church. 
sometimes in our life we go through troubles. But here's the thing. He said, I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest. He said, preacher, I go through some troubles. Maybe tonight you're going through some troubles. But you know what troubles oftentimes do for us? They make us more what we ought to be. When I was a kid, we talked our parents into getting us a barbell set. We got it. It was a 110 barbell set, 110 pound barbell set. And we thought that was so cool. And so we got it, we loaded it up, and we realized we couldn't lift it. And so what we did, we took them off, took them off, we put those little, what, two and a half pounds, was it maybe, things on. We're lifting the barbells. You know what? We didn't get much out of that. Because to get anything out of it, you've got to put weight on it. And so finally we realized that, and that's why we put more, more weight on it. And then we would lift them, and oh, it was heavy. And I remember my brother and I would say, man, that's heavy. Oh, and we, we would say to each other, come on, pull it up, pull it up. This, this is the reason why I have the physique I have today. <laughs> there you laugh, all right? There you go. But I pull that up, and do you know what? It takes the weight, the resistance, to make you stronger. The problems in our life are not because God is mad at us. God allows us to go through some problems and troubles in life to make us stronger. Amen. Not for us to go, where's God? Because he's wherever we go. You know, as you look back in life, we look at difficult times. I know even in my own life, I, I look back at some of the difficulties that we've gone through as a church. And you know what? At that time, I mean, there was times I wondered, Lord, where are you? Lord, what is going on? This ought not be. I always thought, you know, when you serve the Lord, that everything's going to fall right in place, but it didn't do that. But I found out that troubles came but here's the wonderful thing about it. It made me stronger. It made me more determined than ever before. You say, how can that happen? Knowing God was there in the trouble. He was there in the trouble. So tonight we don't need to despair because election didn't go our way. We don't need to sit down and say, well... I mean, this world is done. Our nation is done. It could be. I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever see a revival. I pray it does. I'm not going to stop praying. But I don't know because I know an end time is coming. I know that it will wax worse and worse. I know that there's going to be a great falling away, and we're seeing that happen. But I'm not going to let it get me down. I'm going to realize this. That just means the Lord is coming sooner than what you think. But even in that time, whithersoever thou goest, I'll be with you is what he's saying. No matter where you go, if it's to the hospital, he'll go with you there. If it's a death in the family, he says, I'll go with you there. If it's a family member that's causing you problems or maybe a child that has turned their back on you, you know what? God says, I'm with you wherever you go. 
And he was reminding David, David, don't you worry. Remember, wherever you went, wherever you were at, I was always there with you. And what did he say? He said, verse 9, I read it again. And I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest, and have cut off thine enemies. He took care of the enemies out of thy sight, and he made thee a great name. Like unto the name of great, the great men that are in the earth. God made something out of them. You know what? God can make something out of you and I too. Yeah, the world may not know us, but you know what? As I said this morning, he knows my name. And I just, wouldn't that be something if our name's a great name to the Lord? It really is. So tonight, what we need to do is trust God's promises. And one of the greatest promises is found there in verse number 9. And I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest. You think that brought comfort to David? Hmm? Let it bring comfort to us tonight. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much again for this evening. Thank you for the folks that are here this, this tonight. And I pray help us to learn this simple yet very important truth. Oh, so many times we just fall apart. Sometimes we just want to throw up our hands and, and just figure that's it. Lord, I pray that we just might see in all the problems that are going on and the crazy stuff that's going on, just to remind us that you're coming soon, that it might be an exciting time for us to try to reach everybody we possibly can. Maybe we're in the fix tonight because of us not doing what we could. I think of so many of the liberals tonight, what if, what if somebody reached them when they were a little boy or girl? Well, if somebody reached them when they were a teenager... Somebody had knocked on their door and invited them to church and they came to church and heard the word of God instead of going off some university and being polluted. Father, I pray, help us tonight. Help us to understand that you're with us all the time. And Lord, when things are not going like we think they should go, we know you're still there. And may we, may we be a people that will just get busy and not stop. Because our time is short. Because we believe you're coming soon. Our heads bowed, our eyes closed here this evening. I wonder if you know for sure you're going to heaven. I wonder if anyone tonight said, Preacher, I don't know I'm saved. I don't know if I'd die if I'd go to heaven, but I'd like to know that. Pray for me. Anyone this evening, Preacher, that's me. Christian tonight. I know we get upset. I mean, things in politics makes me mad sometimes too. You know what? I mean, it ought not surprise us because those are a bunch of lost people and even some saved people act crazy too. A lot of people name the name of Christ in one minute and curse and swear the next moment, drink and carouse around. But you see, it's not about who those people are. It's about our God. He made you a promise tonight that he'll be with you whithersoever thou goest. Trust him tonight. May that be an encouragement to us this evening. God spoke to your heart. The altar will be open. Just do what God says. Father, bless now. And have your will and way in this, this invitation time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.